Welcome to Patient Centricity, a ZS podcast. We are the industry leaders within the health and health technology space. For over 40 years, we've been bringing patient-led business models to life. We're the authors of a new book, Reinventing Patient Centricity. Our vision is to transform global healthcare and drive toward a more connected ecosystem. In this series, we will focus on how to incorporate the patient's voice into the decision-making process across all healthcare systems, from pharmaceuticals to managed care to life science companies, thus improving health and business outcomes for all. I'm your host, Victoria Summers, Principal with ZS in the Patient Health and Equity Practice. Our special guest today is Torsten Berenwitz, Principal Emeritus with ZS. He is a co-author on our new book, Reinventing Patient Centricity. Torsten is a pioneer in blending insights from behavioral psychology and cognitive science with rigorous business management processes. He has over 30 years of experience as a management consultant and business leader. At ZS, he developed our global change management capabilities. Torsten teaches at the Kellogg School of Management Executive Education Program at Northwestern University. He holds an MBA from INSEAD and Master's of Science in Economics and Geography from Leipzig University in Hanover, Germany, and he completed the Digital and Technology Transformation Leadership Program at Harvard Business School. Torsten, thank you for coming back to continue our conversation on transforming to a patient-centric organization um, and the potential pitfalls during implementation. Thank you for having me back, Victoria. I'm really looking forward to continuing this important conversation. You know, I want to get back to what you said before about two parts of this um, process, the people part, but then the other part was the environment and, and the organizational structure. Um, can, can you talk more about what needs to be done there? Right. Yeah, so far we've only talked about the people side. <laughs> and uh, I agree. Um, and, 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 and that's maybe justified because in the end it's the people who make the difference, who deliver the patient-centric experience. But the work that they do can be easy or it can be difficult. And, that, and, and I think that's where the, the environment comes in, how we shape the environment, how the organizational structure and the technology and all of that comes in, but mostly, mostly the structure. And it seems to me, unfortunately, that most healthcare organizations are structured in a way that doesn't really help with patient centricity. Mm. What do you mean? So, so in a way, pharma companies, maybe they're victims of their own success when it comes to structure. Right, so most healthcare companies, and and like companies in in other industries as well, they are structured to maximize efficiency, right? Functional efficiency mm. through specialization. That's why you have marketing. That's why you have sales separate from clinical and so on. There are some other reasons too, but but mostly we have functional specialization, and it works, right? It has worked for the last century or so, for sure. So, but. Specialization makes us more efficient, but it creates this disconnect, disconnects between the functions, right? And, and that results in poor patient centricity. So a company will have a great sales team doing great stuff in sales, right? And they have a great marketing team doing great stuff in marketing and a medical team that does great work in, in medical and, and maybe an R&D team that's doing great development. So all of them individually are great but never, never do they meet, 
<laughs> Never do they. They come together. And, 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 and for patient centricity, you need that coming together, right? You, it's, if you don't do that, it, it, it's impossible to really create a holistic end-to-end patient experience in this way. So it's kind of think of it like the, you know, the story of the blind man and the elephant, mm. right? So oh, everybody yeah. sees a little piece of it <laughs> um, <laughs> and they may or may not be right. But, but the integrated view, that, that's not happening. And, and I think that's, that's part of that, that structure that, that has served the industry so well and therefore it's so difficult to give it up. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. Well, how then do you kind of create this more holistic patient focus yeah. and experience? That is a great question, um, and and I see still many organizations struggle with this a lot. Mm. Um, and and there's different options that 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 we've seen, and and they they they're on a range, right? On a range from tweaking very carefully the existing model, doing it a little bit better, um, to creating some overlays on the organization called, called agile teams or cross-functional teams uh, or to it could range to really dissolving some of the existing structures and and rebuilding a new operating model from the ground up now that's that's probably wow. the extreme that's not yet happening at least in 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 pharma but we will, maybe later we can we can talk about that what what that would entail so in the healthcare sector um, many companies seem to have business cultures that lean towards the more conservative risk avoidant end of of that spectrum right for for various reasons right? it's 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 also kind of a highly regulated industry there's good reasons to be conservative and not too too far out there so i'm i'm i'm, I'm not debating that um but but fact is that so far most have chosen a more evolutionary approach and and shied away from the more radical ones and now these evolutions they can come in different different shapes and sizes so they uh they there's some someone a brand for example takes the lead um so it's it's a brand or therapeutic area led approach mm. uh so yeah, maybe somebody in your commercial side tries to become more or leading the this patient centric activity so it's kind of in in one one part of the organization then there's a distributed approach that we've seen where basically everybody talks about patient centricity and it becomes everyone's job, right? Meaning that all functions or almost all functions in the organization hold some responsibility for patient centricity. Then we've seen kind of the third one is a, creating a center of excellence. So a group mm. that's responsible for this and they design kind of how the ways of working should be and they advise the rest of the organization of how they can achieve patient centricity and then hybrids of of all of these right but but each of these have advantages and limitations i think the the chapter we, we don't have time here to to go into all of these is, is in the chapter but but thinking about if it's just in one part of the organization then it's very hard to drive it kind of holistically through through the organization. Uh, if it's everyone's responsibility, it's also no one's responsibility. Yeah. So where's, where's the accountability? And, 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 and a few more. Uh, but but what, they, what these approaches, as I said, kind of, they're all kind of more conservative. What they all have in common is that they're cautious and they kind of try to get towards patient centricity while keeping one foot in the old world. 
Mm. Right? Why, why one um, foot in the old world? Eh? Yeah, so, so they're still trying to maintain kind of the, uh, maintain the, the current structure and they put something on top. And, mm. and so they're okay. hesitant. And, and that may be one of the reasons that for many pharma organizations, patient centricity has not yet, at least, fulfilled the full promise. Yeah. Uh, and that's unfortunate um, because that's providing ammunition for the skeptics. Right? And they say, hey, yeah. Yeah, that, that was just a fad. We tried it. didn't didn't work. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. It doesn't, doesn't have to be that, that way. So if we really want transformation in the industry, we may need to break some things, right? And, um, and, and, and I think if we don't break some things, maybe somebody else, as I said earlier, somebody from outside will will break some things or disrupt some things for yeah. us that we don't see coming. Um, so now there's, there's some companies who are probably at the leading end of that. Uh, so in, in the public domain, Genentech is, is very vocal or has been very vocal about creating a more agile, agile ways of working everywhere. Where How does it work for them? They, they, they still keep their existing functions, but they basically create these, these cross-functional teams they are not just work groups, but they're really decision teams and they own the strategy together. So, that, so mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of moving, it's creating an, a almost a structural overlay to the existing structure. But that can be very confusing too, right? So yeah. you, you, you can imagine. Um, so, so but, but what it means is that there's it's no longer that the marketing strategy is developed exclusively by the marketing teams or the sales plans are developed by the sales teams or... The, R, uh, the portfolio strategies for future products are developed by the R&D team. So these, these cross-functional teams or multidisciplinary teams, they co-own those decisions together or, or those plans to, together. Uh, and, and we can imagine that at some point, oh, 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 by the way, so this is formalized to governance, so decision rights that, that mm -hmm. these groups have. And, and we can imagine that at some point, these old, the old structures they are already diminished that they may fade away completely and yeah. and and we kind of re redesign the organization uh and and that's some, some somebody called that superfluidity <laughs> so super in organization superfluidity <laughs> uh and that again i mean you, you there's some examples in other other industries uh, that comes with its own challenges too <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so so cisco and microsoft they 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 both have done this and and hasn't really worked or only partially worked it's very difficult to implement um, partially effective and it seems to be organizations that don't have so much of a legacy that they build a new structure from the ground up that they they can be more successful so yeah. chinese huawei technology company has all kinds of other challenges that we maybe don't want to go through. Uh, but, but they have actually achieved probably the most fluid organization that they have. But, but they've, they, so they've really built structures that put the customer at the center of everything. The support functions are shared across all the business groups. Management continuously rotate between different, oh, different parts really? of the vision. Uh, and, and they basically really say, well, change is what we do <laughs> it's part of okay. it so, so we're not just adapting to change we yeah. are change and and so that's a different culture and and seems to serve them serve them uh, quite well now <laughs> so so there are ways to becoming more customer centric or pharma uh, patient centric in pharma uh, but it's a challenge universally in many industries how to do it 
But the good news is also that pharma companies can learn from others maybe how to also how not to do it right? yeah. the mistake that others have already made and and uh, in, in other industries and and maybe f learn from some of the success stories yeah no definitely i would love to see you know some of our you know health sciences and life sciences companies you know be more um you know innovative and and exper experimental um it seems like so many of uh, of our healthcare organizations really tend to lean more towards the conservative end of the spectrum. Um, why why aren't they more progressive? So so I think what 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 the critics say when I mean you you, you hear a lot about agile these days, right? Mm -hmm. So agile coming from software development is now being used for for organizational development for basically everything. It's similar to transformation, right? It's kind of yeah. like one of these hot words. And, and But what is also a, a word that instills a lot of concerns or a lot of fears in people. Um, so so it, the, the collaboration that Agile does and, and these overlays that, that I talked about at, let's say, Genentech, for example, they're, they are, they feel not very efficient, right? There's a lot of aligning everyone and getting everyone, you, you know how that is, right? Mm -hmm. Getting everybody to agree on something when they're coming from very different backgrounds and so on. It's, it's very hard to do. And in addition to that, it's on top of everything else that's being done, right? That is, yeah. that is probably the most important problem that, that, all the new ways, we put them on top of everything else. We never take anything away. Yeah. And I think if we really want to be successful with new ways, we need to take some old stuff away. But that's there's always somebody invested in the old way, right? Yeah. Uh, so that, that, but but I, I believe at least that that we need to stop doing some of the things that companies are now today doing all the time, like brand planning. Maybe we don't need to do it in this way, right? As, as a brand-centric yeah. planning or, or talking about push-action tactics or the relentless, I mean, we, we at ZS are part of that probably, but the relentless ROI uh, quantification of everything. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, that, that takes a lot of resource, a lot of effort uh, when you're get, getting into the realm of, of patient centricity you sometimes wonder, do we really need that, right? Or do we need something else for for that, right? Is is, yeah. is an ROI of a marketing campaign really meaningful uh, when we think about patient experience? Uh, so, so I think we need to think about taking something away uh, so that we create the mind space uh, that that people have to work in in different way. Otherwise, it will not work. It will just kind of collapse under its under its its own own way. And 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 I think we we see it already. Kind of, I mean, talking about agile again. Uh, there may be some people who enjoy constant change, <laughs> who are yeah. thrilled by that. Um, but most people, uh, they they like stability, right? They like some change once in a while, but then at some point it needs to revert back to some uh, sense of of, of stability. Uh, otherwise, they feel kind of is relentless, and 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 people just feel. Uh, unmoored. Yeah, you know, the more I hear you talk, the more clear it becomes to me that this is very much dependent upon the leadership and that leadership um, commitment. It, it, would you agree? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the, it's leadership for sure and the commitment and, and, and holding, holding the ground when, when things get, get tough. Um, 
but but I think so. We need to have this north star and and and, and the vision and and so on. But there's also one one more element maybe that that's important as well as we're we're thinking about how do we get there. So and that is how we manage the transformation itself. Uh, the the way we manage the transformation itself. Uh, so so we need leaders, but we also need something. Uh, you could almost call it a navigator or conductor, right? <laughs> Somebody who keeps the things together and synchronized. And 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 so so we need to give the right attention and and the right resources to that that function, right? So we talked about this organizational ecosystem, the people and the environment, um, and and. Those two elements need to evolve together, right, in a, in a synchronized way. Uh, so, so, so th that that's very important, actually. So, if if one of those parts get out of sync with the other, that that will jeopardize the overall initiative. So, we we could, for example, we could do an excellent job at shaping the operating model, right? New technologies, a new structure, uh, all of that stuff. But if we leave the stakeholders behind, we don't win their hearts and minds, then, then basically all our investment that we just put millions of dollars in technology and artificial intelligence and what, what you name it, goes to waste, right? It's, it's a kind of, we built it and they didn't come scenario. Yeah. Right? Um, so that, that's one, so we don't want that, right? So, but on the other hand, that's also true and that may be even more dangerous. Um, if we can create a lot of excitement and promise around patient centricity, we made a brilliant case for the vision and how it benefits society and the patients and all of us and so on. But if we're then not able or willing to put the organizational environment in the right place, then all we have created is some hype, right? And, 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 and at some point, that becomes very apparent and the reality uh, catches up with our, 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 our promise. And so people will just get frustrated and, and, and cynical about that. Um, and we talked about that earlier, that, that once that happens, uh, it's very hard to do it another time, right? This time yeah. we would do it better, it's probably not going to happen, right? So, so it's really important that as, as we're embarking on these initiatives, that we keep those two things people and environment in lockstep. And so there needs to be kind of a, an organizing hub in the middle that keeps all this connected, right? So there's kind yeah. of change management on steroids. Right? And it need, probably needs, needs, a, needs a dedicated group of people to do that. It's, it's, I always kind of um, compare it to um, putting an orchestra together and, 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 and setting up or playing a concert, right? So you have yeah, all, yeah. The, all the individuals, they're really good, right? They're world-class musicians. They have the best instruments, Stradivari for $2 million, all of that stuff. Uh, they have their sheet music, <laughs> the, what they need to do and so on. It still takes a conductor to make it sound good. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, 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 there's no orchestra really without somebody taking that role right so how they play together how to synchronize it how they really get the best out of it so so that's not just the sum of all the instruments playing together but it's kind of creating a sound that that makes the difference and that's the conductor's job and so we need that kind of a role as well yeah and 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 so the people that that have this role they they probably need to be good program managers for sure mm -hmm. but they also almost need to be 
well, they need to be good communicators and marketeers. We're talking about the marketeers, uh, internal marketing, and they, they almost need to be uh, organizational psychologists. Right? Mm. <laughs> so they need to understand the motivations of people. They need to have the empathy. So it's not just checking the box exercise. Do we meet the deadline? It's, it's much more than that. It's really the orchestration of that whole change effort. So that's, oh, that's, that's kind of the, 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 the other ingredient, I think, that we need to think about, that, we, that we're not underfunding that part of the transformation effort. Yeah. I, Torsten, this has been so fascinating. Thank you so much. I, kn I know we're about at the end of our time, but um, I just really have so appreciated uh, learning from you about patient centricity and, and transformation and all the different elements have to come in together from the people to the environment, the kind of orchestrator or conductor. Um, it's just been a fantastic conversation. Oh, so thank you. thank you so thank much. You. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Um, and please, for those of you listening, if you'd like to learn more about uh, Torsten's work in um, and especially with patient centricity, please be sure to check out the book um, on our ZS website. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, until next time, I'd like to thank our executive producers, Samantha Keys and Georgiana Moreland. Mm -hmm.